it's a counterintuitive thing. And so that's going to be my challenge to me, myself, this year is... And welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. I got Mr. Matt Cermak with me. We got a lot to talk about in regards to 2023 goals. But first, guys, if your golf game is off the rails, if you're sick of riding the struggle bus, you've come to the right place. The part train helps frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again. Because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The part train podcast unpacks a mental game with PGA Tour pros, best-selling authors, CEOs, sports psychologists, everyday golfers like you and me and more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This episode, like every episode, is presented by Roback Activewear. I hope you guys got some good Roback stuff for Christmas. If you didn't, or if you didn't like the gifts you got, go to Roback.com, enter the code TRAIN, get 15% off, or tap the link in our show notes for this episode or our bio at the part train on Instagram. It's probably the best place to do it. It'll auto-apply in your cart. If you don't want to deal with a code, you just tap that link. It should apply in your cart. If it doesn't, you've probably used it before. Think about borrowing an email, maybe creating a new one. Do whatever you yeah. have to do. I got a picture this morning from Daley Young, former part train alum, uh-huh. Missouri State. He uh, sent me a picture of his wife, Brianna. I mean, the lady stuff's taken off with the hoodie and a hat. And so, the joggers now. I mean, it's just, there's a buzz down in Northwest yep. Arkansas about the ladies row back here. So don't forget about it, guys. Yeah, it's a good reminder. The lady stuff is good too. My wife loves it. So this episode, we've actually never done, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've ever done an episode focused on goals. We've talked about last year when we figured out we wanted to make 2022 the year of the short game. But I think this could be a new tradition because I think a lot of people latched on to having a theme for the year, right? It helps keep us all kind of grounded. It helps serve as a reminder because everybody... I'm not going to call them resolutions. Everybody with resolutions by that time January is done, you're kind of in the wave of the day. You need a reminder to bring you back to what you're trying to accomplish. Yep. And so this is a chipping away episode unlike any other because we are going to reflect on what the year of the short game did for us in 2022, what we would have liked to do differently, what we'd like to do more of, what we'd like to do more of the same. And then we're going to talk about 2023. And the fun part about this episode is neither of us know what the other is thinking about, is doing, is planning for the new year. So this is kind of going to be what Shipping Away is, which is a live figure it out session. We're going to talk through it live. We're going to come up with a goal for each person. And then we're going to come up with a goal for everyone, for the listeners, just like you're the short game, but a different one for 2023. Big time brainstorm right here. I'm excited about this. Should we just dive in? Come on, let's dive in. All right. I know you're chopping at the bit over there. A little reflection here. You know I like to reflect. It's the only way I to do. learn. I forget what the co- quote, but it's something like, actually, let me look it up. Quote reflection's on learning great, right? reflection. As long as then some action comes out of the reflection. We do not learn up. from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. John Dewey. To me, is one of the best quotes around. Experience is great. Experience is important. But guess what? If you struggle down the stretch in a big tournament or in a Nassar or a member guest and you really struggle, you're only going to remember that struggle the next time you're in it unless you reflect on what happened and start to iterate and practice and change your thinking around that situation. Right. So reflection is everything. Let's reflect on 2022 first, shall we? So 2022 was the year of the short game. Yes, it was. Um, do you want me to start or do you want to start on what it did for you? Why don't you start? I mean, it was, uh, it's kind of always the year. It was one of our themes for this, you know, if not our, I don't know what you want to call it. It was our, it was our call to action Yeah. for the show. And I think for you specifically in a unique way. So why don't you dive in first, Ed? Yeah, sure. So I think we realized early in the year, last year, my game and most people's games kind of go up and down, but nothing fundamentally changes and usually you realize okay well if i want different results i've got to take a different approach and it just sort of hit us it was like i know it's been said many times but until you know it in your head and heart first change doesn't happen so you start to look at the range and you realize well i'm going to the range an hour a week at least but i'm not doing anything other than that 
And what helps me when I struggle with ball striking? It's my short game, right? So I just made a proclamation, a promise to Serm and all of you that for now on, when I go to the driving range in 2022, I need to spend at least half my time at the short game area. So if I'm going to spend 60 minutes at the range, I'm spending 30 at the short game area, 30 on the range. Okay. I think pretty quickly, that's what's cool about this is pretty quickly. I saw a big difference. I started to get more excited and up for the challenge. I guess you could say I used to get really stuck in technique around the greens where I'd get really great contact with one feeling or one motion. And I'd want to take that feeling to every type of shot. And Serm really helped me understand that your lie dictates the shot, not the same motion for every shot, right? And that can be really daunting for someone that's a high single-digit handicap and higher because you don't know what that should be. And that's where the practice comes in because it wasn't me putting 20 balls down in one spot, hitting it all to one flag to groove a motion where you just go into autopilot. It was experimentation and playing Okay, so what happens if I do this same motion back my stance versus front of my stance? What happens if I kind of release versus hold off with my hands? What happens with a bigger swing versus a really short swing? And that might sound daunting to the listener, but I would push back and say, have fun with it. Focus on one club for the day and two different feels and go and push the ball down. A little bit or fluff one up see what happens i think there's no substitute for the reps right for sure was it the pga show was was the moment when we were warming up before uh, yeah before we played where they just have the pnc oh ritz no, Carl, the ritz, it's the ritz. the ritz yeah yeah i think when we were warming up to play we when we did like a, a whole short game session and i feel like Maybe coming out of that was kind of our inspiration where you were like, you were great. But I think it was just kind of like, let's get a refresher here. Let's hit some shots, Matt. I don't, I don't know what I'm like, let's go over this stuff. And and I think, look guys, I mean, warming up your short game before a round is so important, especially if you got to hit these four different, five different shots. And I, I, I think that was kind of the, what spurred it Ab, for you. I don't for us. Yeah. Maybe. Would you say it's most important when you go play at a new course or a course you haven't played. It re- actually it doesn't even matter if you've played it in a while, right? Conditions can change everything. So if you only have 20 minutes before a round, obviously you need to get your body warm, but you're probably, correct me if I'm wrong, going over the short game area and seeing how things respond. Correct. You're almost testing. <laughs> you just took the words right out of the ground. Mind. Yeah. I'm testing, I'm testing the fairway grass. I'm testing the rough grass and I'm testing the bunker grass. If you literally have three minutes before you got to run to the tee so the ranger doesn't penalize you, it's test, right? If you have more time, you want to try to hit a couple of different shots, but exactly. That's and are you example. going into the bunker or you mean the grass, the higher grass? Yeah, fairway, rough, and then bunker. I'm going into the okay. bunker because every sand's different. And then right. that was a classic example Eva, of us being Chicago and LA, then going out to Bermuda, you know, let's just say it's the middle of summer and you're playing in your hometown. Still every, every you know, if it's the morning, it's just going to be due. We have to remember if it's wet and there's water on the ball, it's going to create more spin. That could be the story for your first five holes. Mm. So exactly. I think you've got to take that test. <laughs> Isn't it interesting from a mental standpoint, I can speak for any golfer because I've experienced it all. There can be like anxiety before the round to like, and probably not full blown anxiety, just more of this, this thought pattern of will it translate? You know, I have to see a good one before I go out to feel good, like that type of stuff. Like there's not full belief there. It's more so just like, what do I have today? But what you just said is a totally different mindset. There's already this understanding and belief that you're going to be okay. You just need to get your information for the day so that you're prepared. You see the difference there? Yeah. It's a totally different way to play, but it's very subtle. As we know, Ev, if you're on the range, you know, what we have on the range might not be what we have on the course. That can go good. That can go bad. That can confuse you. But I think the theme is don't have to invest so much in what's happening in the results of our warm up, but at least really be aware of our surroundings and what, 
you know, the, the day is going to bring you. Right. And we know that from weather, you know, topography, geography, you know, the tees you're playing. So that could dictate, you know, you know, if you're hitting more hybrids off, you know, off the range or things like that, if it's a shorter course. So, but the short game have, I mean, I think you really kind of really understand now what it takes to approach the short game from a practice perspective. And then, you know, I want to think about on the course. And what I thought was so great about you have this year is I didn't hear a lot of times. I mean, and you struggled a little bit with your long game, but I didn't hear from you. Like, man, I felt like I just broke down out there on the short game. Like I just, it was just one of those days where I was lost. Yeah, that obviously is, you know, which I, it was great. Obviously there's days where I just didn't make any putts or maybe I had right. a couple of three putts, but it wasn't the putting and the chipping. And right. the, like, like there was always positive somewhere like, Hey, you know, my chips are on the green. My bunker play was good. <laughs> you know, so that was, I thought, well, that is interesting attack, though, you know, because the substance you, there. Yeah. Cause ball striking comes and goes to your point, but yeah, we have like off days or maybe I don't like chip it as close. Yeah. Like I'm giving myself looks and Dr. Joe parent told us like, look, some days your putter's got to come up, you know, the chips you leave 10 feet, give your putter a chance to make up for it, you know, and it's a give and take, but to your point, it's not like I've had full snafus where right. I like I'm duffing everything. I'm three putting a million times. Like, yeah, we have off days where I'm not making anything, but that's an interesting thing for people to remember is investing in that is more, it's a better investment because it's more consistent. It's less likely to leave you, well, you know, like a swing. Correct. Might. Or because, yeah. And I think that, you know, when you have those bad rounds or unconfident feeling rounds, like we all do, but that, you know, that turns an 85, that should have been a 90 because you had at least that confidence was still really there or an 82 to an 86, whatever the gap is for anybody yeah. listening. But you had confidence with your pitching, with your chipping. Hey, I kind of know what to do here, you know, and then that leads to just better execution. And yeah. then, you know, like you said, maybe I didn't chip it to four feet all day, but I chipped it to eight feet, made a couple of those, you know, and but had yeah. a, maybe a couple of bogeys instead of doubles. But I think that's the next level, right? So let's transition to like what I think I can do better in that right. arena before we talk 2023 goals and goal setting as a whole. I think I learned better shot and lie awareness went from probably a two yeah. to a seven. Yeah. I think about it totally different. And that frees me up because a big key you'll probably hear from me today is less player side, more target side. So less yeah. in my swing mechanics, less in the how, more on the where, right? What I think I can do better is more swing club awareness. Not to contradict myself. I don't want to get too into the swing, but I've had multiple people tell me, hey, you know, you bring it back like really far. Like you might have a 20-yard pick shot and it might go up to my shoulder, right? you know? And I don't even know that. I can't feel that to me. I like totally had more of an abbreviated motion. So I think that's, why that's, that's off. That's, that's why yeah, it's right. It's feel versus real. So the, <laughs> yeah. I, the reason why I think that's so important is it makes sense as to why some days my distance control is more challenging and why I'm not as dialed with like, I'd love more tappins, right. Well, to be sure. able to just step up there and have <laughs> more the, like three footers, yeah. you know, maybe go from eight footers, 10 footers to five and in obviously will make a huge difference on my make percentage of getting up and down. And for the listeners, these are the pitches when you're in front of the green, you know, when yeah. you really, you know, you got some green to work with, like, yeah, these are the, like, these are, it's a you go want zone, to get up and down you know? here. Yeah. It's a go zone to go at it. Right. Yeah. And, but be able to dial in because a lot of times, obviously pitching and shipping is you've got to be a little more defensive is the wrong word conservative yeah yeah so i think that's the big gap that i'll continue to work on in 2023 is like how can i help me understand like the feel of these different moves for different lies but in a way that i i have more understanding of where that club is so that i can become more consistent because it makes sense to me that i'm not going to be as consistent if i'm taking the same backswing for a 20 yard pitch as I am a 40 yard pitch and a, you know, 
a runner well, versus. Well, but, but what do you so so understanding your feels a little bit better? But at the end of the day, that's about where you're, you know, landing the ball, right? And then. Well, that actually you nailed it. Right. It's I'm not so as good target. at my landing spots. Like I and think that's is, probably the is key. Is this going to roll out or is this going to yeah. check? Yeah. So I think that's the drills for me is get really good at landing. Well, the, uh, and then the, does it the, roll the, or does it check? But then it's a just right. That's the physical side, the practice, but then it's a decision every time you're on the course to be present. Right. <laughs> because I found to understand that target is your number one thing here. Yeah. You, I you found your feels, but what's my target? Where am I, I going to a little experiment that I learned from mental golf type one time playing with Tara at her dad's course. I'm actually looking at it right now where I would just take about three or four seconds over the ball right before I hit a pick shot and I just feel it. Yeah. I picture it and I say, I'm going to land it right there. I'm not thinking about how far I'm taking it back. Right. And I just did it. And I did it like four out of four times, yeah. which tells me that's being present and that's being really clear on where you want to land it. And then your body kind of responds yeah, to it. You know what I would say just from, a, from a drill Ev, just remember doing this growing up. Now, obviously you're going to, for most of our listeners, you're going to be on chipping greens that are busy with people. But you know, we used to do coach, put a hula hoop out there, landed in the hula hoop, mm. right? You might not be able to put a hula hoop out in the pitching green if there's other people, but put your like wood cover. Okay. Because remember, or a hula teaser. Hoop, yeah, but that's too small. Think a little bigger because even if you think about a hula hoop, there's some room in a hula hoop, but if you land it in a hula in the hula hoop, that's still really good. It's, it's four, yeah. you know, it's four to six feet. Well, you could in put tees in the green area. of like a big triangle, you know? Or right. Like yeah. I think just because we don't need to, I think sometimes if you, I think if you get too small, on those pitches, it's hard. Those twenty to thirty yard pitches. So you really look at an area and just do this. All right, how many can I hit in the area? You know, you got a couple feet to play with here. So I think you know that's that's just a great drill for everybody. Create a big area on those twenty to forty pitches. Tease, hula hoop, whatever it is, just some circle, and that's all you're trying to do is land it in there, land yep. it in there. So yeah, yeah, to recap, I didn't have awareness on different shots. I didn't have awareness on how to make a ball run or check, right? So I kind of did that. The next phase is probably getting better at distance control and where I want to land it. Yep. Right? So take that for me. That's you kind of were along for the ride for my journey. That's going to be a continued thing I focus on in 2023. What about you, yeah. sir? Did you change anything? For short, since it was a year of the short game, I think – there's more on the putting for me, Evan. You kind of heard me talk about, I think where you kind of made a lot of good strides in your pitching and chipping. I didn't feel very confident in my just consistently in my putting this year. And that was a downer, right? I feel like it just, whether it was at a member guest or on just days, I was really ball striking it. Well, I just felt defensive and just hit a lot of really poor putts. It's not solid. So I was fooling around with my grip a little bit early in the season. And um, I think I've gotten down on my putter that I, my bent nerdy that I've been using for 20, <laughs> for 15 years. So I've got to figure out early in the season, I think I might take a putting lesson. I haven't been on video with my putting in a long time. I really got to get back to the fundamentals. You know, I've got to figure out what my grip should be. Um, I got to see if there's any tendencies that are throwing me off. And I got to like Dr. Joe Parent. Bob Winters, like those episodes really, really get, you know, less attached to, to the outcomes or the moment. Yeah. We just uh, that, want, what you yeah. want is you want to, you want to love your role. You want to yeah. love the way it leaves. Right. Just, you know, as, what does Dr. Joe say about making putts? Did you make the putt? You make the putt, right? If you committed to your plan and you, it came off and you hit if it. If you like the way you left, if you like <laughs> the way it left, you made your putt. Yeah. Whether it so, goes in is not up to you. So um, mine's a, yeah. So mine's like being a, just working a little harder, a little technically, but but really mentally, just because I felt like I just felt like I'm just not a confident, not a confident putter. You know? So maybe the difference there from 2022 to 2023 is you're struggling with something. Everyone can relate to this, especially something that we said on the podcast is our focus for the year, and it's your thing that has always been your strength. Yep. Right. That you can hang your hat on, which we identify with that makes it even more painful that it's not meeting our expectations. So I think 
what I'm hearing last year, this past year, you, you maybe tried some different things with grip and stuff, but it was more so just like hoping it got better round around and you were more attached. Like you got frustrated with the outcome, not matching your expectations this year. This will be really interesting throughout the year to see, but this year, what you're doing is you're getting smarter about what's going on. So it's less emotional, more tactical, but not in a way that gets in your way. Just like, what are the facts? Like what, maybe it's an alignment thing, you know, like yeah. something that might be really simple. Let's figure it out. And then you're going to putt less attached, right? which might also free you up. Just focus on making a good stroke. Focus on making a good putt. I suppose, as opposed to getting up to, well, it's, it's about time I make one I'm due or right. this needs to go in, you know, like, which that's not going to free you up. I just getting caught in these mental battles and a lot of doubt, you know? So just really where were just your misses happening? Detaching. Was it a specific, like, were you healing? Were you towing? Was it distance control? You no, know, it was actually more, it was more just getting offline quicker. It wasn't like healing mm. or towing. It was just, just going a little quick left, you know? And then, Oh, I've missed the first four putts. So my first four putts I've missed left. What? And then you get caught up in your tendons. Oh, and then your compensation. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's um, for me. So I just, that's a big goal. Just a little technical, a little mental, but I've got to just okay. figure out how to just be, doesn't matter. You know, you're going to work, get it. You can get a putting lesson. You can read all the books, you can listen to all the podcasts, but just have a healthy attitude, you know, <laughs> and not let the first hole first you know, one bad putt define you. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to what today's about is yep. we need a theme to bring us back. And that doesn't necessarily mean your year goal. You could have a year goal. You could have a yep. North star goal. You could have an executional goal. We'll talk about that in a second, but then like, what is your theme that brings you back to a state that empowers you to perform the best more than not? I think that's important, right? Cause Serm, to your point, you got to have something to bring you back to otherwise you're going to get caught up in the miss of the moment. Right. Right. Totally. It's hard. There's just going to be days. Ball's not going to just go. This is not going to go in. But what did Dr. We... Rotella tell us when we asked him? He says he gets asked, but Doc wants nothing in your head, right? That's what he ideally would want for you. Yeah. He's, yeah. And then someone asked him, but Doc, can I have one swing thought? And he goes, he laughs. He goes, well, I wouldn't want you to, but if you put a gun to my head, sure. I'll allow you to have one swing thought under one condition. And that was that you have the same swing thought. You think of it in your pre-shot routine and on every shot, no matter what happens previously. His point is you can't do multiple thoughts from multiple coaches, from multiple situations and compensate upon compensation. That's when we lose our way. He's so right. What you just said tells me that's a big key for you is you get away from your plan quickly based on what's happening. We all do it. What is Serm's thing going to be that you keep coming back to on the greens? You know, maybe well, that's mean, a good part. Yeah. Of this I mean, discussion. What, makes, what makes really great players is, you know, fixing it on the fly. Right. But for me, it's, it's not going to be a, a physical adjustment that I was trying to do more this year than not. It is going to be just a mental adjustment. If that's where, you know, if, if the first couple holes, I hit a couple of bad putts. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here from a new sponsor, and then we'll get you right back to the show. So we worked with these guys over a year ago. I'm bringing them back for you guys because they're my favorite way to stay hydrated. Now, a lot of people here, yeah, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. I think the key is why do you want to be hydrated? There's a ton of health benefits, but a lot of you might drink alcohol, and when you wake up and you hadn't been hydrating, you're going to feel hungover. And when you feel hungover on the golf course or not, it's just, I'm 35 years old now, okay? The last thing I want to feel is feeling hungover. So I actually reached out to these guys for you. They didn't reach out to us at first, okay? I scoured the internet trying to find a clean hydration multiplier, and I just couldn't find it. I looked at like 10 options, and all the ingredients were bad. You couldn't pronounce pretty much anything on the label. And it was super sugary and just didn't taste good. So I finally found Cure Hydration Packets, okay? My favorite flavor is lemon. It's not sugary. There's no sugar. It's super subtle, but it still tastes good. So I found Cure Hydration. I drink one in the morning every morning. And on my bachelor party, and again, I don't drink that often, but on my bachelor party, I had one in the morning and one before bed. And I woke up feeling great every morning. So go to curehydration.com, enter the code TRAIN, get yourself 20% off 
get yourself some easy hydration. It's a simple pack, put it in your water bottle. You're gonna get so much better ingredients and taste than all the other options that have terrible ingredients and are too sugary. So curehydration.com, enter the code train, 20% off, stay hydrated, and now let's get back to the show. Let's talk goal setting for a second, just as a concept, because we were sure. kind of debating this before we clicked record. I think, and Rick Sessinghouse talked to us about this with Colin, like Morikawa. Morikawa wants to be the number one player in the world as his North Star goal, right? Or win a major as his North Star goal. Yep. But that's not what's going to define him. That might keep him going, but that's not what's going to tell him if he's doing the right things week to week, right? Yeah. So his executional goals might be mental or might be more performance-based. And he knows that as long as he hits those markers, he's going to put himself in position for the North Star goal, right? So the reason Correct. I say that is because I think when we talk about goals and we tweeted this out and got hundreds of responses, a lot of people's goals, you'll notice I put in the tweet, without handicap, what are your goals for 2023 that's not handicap-related? A lot of people's North Star goal is a handicap or breaking a certain score, yep. which is fine. Yeah, you can have that's, that. It's a big, the big goal for the year. That's your big goal for the year. But if that's your main goal, then that means every time you play that you don't hit that, you could be lowering your handicap, right? You could be a nine and your North Star goal is a five. And let's say you're going down from a nine to an eight to a seven. Technically, your ego is not going to allow you to feel like a success. You're still going to feel like a failure because you're not at a five yet. And that's a very slippery slope. We don't want that for you. So the point of this episode is what is your daily goal? What is the goal, the theme of the year that's going to help get you to your North Star goal? Okay, so I look at it as North Star goals versus executional goals. And I think year of the short game was an executional goal, right? Because... It's a time goal. What are we going to put our time to that we know is going to serve us for score and handicap later? Thoughts? I do think, though, Ev, maybe we got to figure this out. And so we do on this show. We figure it out. Executional goals. I feel like when we talk when we talk about executional, it usually means like a, a swing thought or a... That's fair. Yeah, that could and, be confusing. Maybe it's less executional. But, but, there's, more, but I think there is. Like, that does exist. But there's practice goals or... Practice and prep goals, right? Yeah. Because we heard Brian Cooper talk about, you know, he had to, you know, really make changes, right? So he had to stop hitting so many balls before rounds. He had to figure out how to get better sleep. He had to deal with his depression, you know, like, so it talked about all these different things that got him to a place. So I just want to bring that up. And I think everybody has to do that, right? Like we all got to make adjustment goals almost, you know, that are going to lead to hopefully those those big goals, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? I'm trying to figure this out with you. No, I agree. I think executional, because we talk about executional keys, like in swing. So instead of right. focusing on positions, you focus on like tempo or balance. Right. Or, Cause your, your executional thought for the day would, could be, you know, keep the club out in front of you. So you're yeah. doing a rehearsal move right before yeah, every yeah. shot. Yeah. I don't see it as much as something that round around as much as like, what am I rooting my year in? Mm -hmm. Like what's my focus for the year? That's yeah. going to put me in a better position to shoot those lower scores, which might be my North star goal. So maybe let's say like a theme, let me go into mine actually to give us an example. So I've been playing around with this. My last few rounds, it's well-documented on this show. I struggled this year with my personal game because I let my own stuff get in the way of not being able to help myself. There was a lot of self-judgment and I got in my way a ton because of the work we do here. I sure. had too high of expectations on myself. So just like Brian Cooper on PJ tour champions told us this past week, you know, at 55, finally getting his PJ tour champions card, guess how he did it stripping away stuff. Right? So that's key for me. And the way I'm going to do that is I've never done this my whole golfing life, which is why I'm so excited as hard as it is. It's like a seriously, a shot to shot thing I have to refocus on. That's how ingrained of a habit it is. And I know this, a lot of listeners are going to feel this way too. I got to get out of my swing. Okay. So my theme for the year is stay creative, use my imagination, 
and focus on what shot I'm hitting. So again, the where, not the how. Focus on visualization, where I want it to land, because my mental golf type, ENFP, I'm a extroverted, intuitive feeler perceiver. Nothing in there is data-driven. Nothing in there is technical. It's all creative. So that means that every time I go technical, that's an indication that I'm moving into stress because yeah. I didn't believe in what my move is or because of that terrible miss I just saw that I'm trying to fix. And the and only goes, way that I can fix it- And it goes against who you are as a mental golf type. Right, right. So every time I do that, I'm going against my natural state, which means I'm probably in stress, right? So for me, it's hard to do because I've seen the miss and I know that when I miss, I need to do this in my swing. But what did Joseph Wynn tell us? During a game on the field of play, you can't get better. You can't. You can only remove things, get out of your way to allow better to appear, right? It's a right. counterintuitive thing. And so that's going to be my challenge to me, myself this year is, hey, at the range, at home, I can think about positions all I want and I can work on that. Yep. And I know everybody says, stop playing golf swing. So are, play Ev, golf. are you, there's no executional key. No. For you on the course. So I can yeah. still like subconsciously have a feel in my takeaway or something, but I'm solely focused on that target. And there still might be some remnant stuff of like tempo or that, but I'm not like, that's not what I'm holding on to. I'm giving myself permission to let that fall away, go blank and swing. And wow. that's what I'm going to do for a whole year. I'm going to be creative and I'm going to see golf as a creative exercise. I'm creating it's shots. A game. It's a game. It's a game. I'm going to try and replicate what's in my head out in front of me. And to me, there's no better thing in life than creating. Well, it's what we're born to do. It's great. It's great, Ev. But so you know, I'm going to lean into that. Yeah. But you're going to, I would say, take it even, and I'm sure you're thinking this, but then you got to take it a step further with your practice. Right. right. Because if you're talking about, you know what, I want to be more creative out there. I want to more of a little more of a field player, less technical, really kind of understand what my options are and, and, and have a chance to do that. You've got to go work on. So you're telling me you want to be able to, essentially hit more shots or different types of shots, right? And be able to do that in situations. Well, yes and is no. That what you're, is that what you're getting at? Or Yes because, and no. I'm not saying I want to become like Ryan, music. where I'm going to start, you know, because Ryan's a field player, our buddy. He's been on the show many times. Ryan is a perfect example of a field player ball striker because he can't, he doesn't want to hit the straight shot. Right. I'm not like him that I can swoop in a huge cut to take right. yardage so then, off. It's less about crazy shot making. It's more about, I want to lose myself in the shot. I want a clear picture of the shot and focus, fill my head with that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I want. Whether it's a straight ball or I'm taking more club, taking more club and putting it back in my stance. Like whatever I feel like that shot needs. Just being aware of what you're, what your body and mind might be leaning towards, right? Yeah. As opposed to, I have to do this. Yeah, I'm not gonna, right. I'm not gonna lean on. I need to get back to a shut face and getting it outside. The funny thing, sir, I shot a 75 at the old course at St Andrews with the handsiest, grossest swing you've ever seen. I still have video of it, and all I focused on that day was tempo, and I hit it everywhere I wanted. And so clearly, yeah, I mean, so who are these, you know, people come up to say you're taking it back so long. Is that, was that more your pitching or is that more your, your full swing? It's more, more my pitching pitching. Yeah. That which makes more sense because I wouldn't worry about so and my putting the, um, you got a good swing, right? So I really love what you're honing into now. Yeah. You know, I think I've, I've just realized after a year of, I mean, look at, I went from a six to a nine. Yeah. It's, I you mean, know, it's, just let me be happens. an example for you guys. And I am focused on the mental game every week. So this thing we talk about every week, it's not a solid do it once and I there's no figuring it out. It's a constant practice of all the experiences we've had, new misses we see in front of us, right. people around us. We are constantly being challenged with things 
that make us want to latch on to something that's worked in the past. And clearly, focusing on my swing doesn't work. Even though I put more time into my short game and that helped, I actually didn't score better because my swing, I, my short game couldn't save it. Like, yes, I still saved myself than I probably would have if I wasn't focusing on my short game, but I wasn't in a point based on the misses I was having to lower my handicap. Right. right? You were like, just trying to limit. I did a classic thing yeah. that everybody does. Yes. So right. this year, I'm going to do something I've never done. And it'll be a really interesting experiment of what will happen in my game when I stop focusing on my swing on the course. I'm going to fill my head with the shot I'm hitting. And that is it. But that, and that's clear the, as I can. The video I sent, I think we, we, we tweeted it out or put it on Instagram about Rory, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the greatest player of our generation. But he just said when I am – and Bryson's talked about this too now at a different level because he's so – he approaches the game different. But right. when I'm so into my routine and what I see and where, what I want to do and where I want it to go, I'm at my best, right? Because that's what's consuming me, right? And then well, committing to the shot, you know? And before I kick it to you, let me tie this up with a bow with another Rotella nugget. Rotella told us, he said – if I gave you this ball and I said, throw it over the tree, your, your, your mind sees the top of the tree. You almost feel it. And then you just throw it over the tree. So the point is, is I had to get clear of what I wanted to do. And then my body responds, yeah. right? I'm not thinking lower my right shoulder, get my left shoulder high, right? Golf can be the similar thing. I know it's a more technical thing than throwing a ball, but our bodies are wired to throw a ball where we look. 100%. So I think a lot of people can take this to their golf game and get less technical and less in their way and let their motor cortex do their thing. Be an athlete, yeah. right? That's what it, that's what it means. So see the shot, hit the shot. And that's what Brian Cooper told us a lot about. Well, that's where I'm going next for me. I mean, I took a lot from listening to him talk about his journey, his moment at Q school, what's really worked, what he's figured out. And I think I really, really like the speed up the routine part. I think that's going to be a big goal for me this year. We don't want to rush. You know, I've been playing a long time. I've played at you know, a pretty high level. I know how to walk into a shot. I know what to look for. I think one of my strengths, I'm pretty good at assessing what's in front of me and what's right and what's wrong, you know, what's aggressive and what's more conservative. There's some times I overthink that a little bit and it's on par fives. Another thing I noticed this year, my par five scoring was terrible. You know, I'm not the longest hitter in the world, but I was making more bogeys on par fives. I do that and too. I th and I, and it's just, it's, it's just the worst. <laughs> it's just the worst when you know, you've got long par threes you're playing. And so, you know, a lot of what Brian talked about, just what's the number, you know? And uh, he really just kind of was, what's my number? And then give me my club. Not so focused on the win, not so focused on where us, fall off or ridges. He was just, what's my number? So I think for second shots, that's really good. But for me, I think the speeding up the routine is going to help off the tee. You know, look, it's a par five. Unless there's a creek in my, you know, unless there's a creek I can't get over or I could run into, I'm hitting driver. Just go. It's a 520, 30, 40 yard hole. There's no reason to be thinking about where oh, it needs to go or what doesn't need to go. You just got to get hit driver. Maybe the listeners are thinking, well, I always hit driver on a par five. Well, there's times where, you know, if you miss it on a certain side of the hole, it's going to put you in trouble. But don't worry about that, though, because at the end of the day, I, I just need to be more sort of, especially on par fives. And yeah, if I hit into a bad spot, pitch it out, you know, but um, I think I'm a little overanalyzing the hole and the potential outcome, especially on par fives. I'm just going to kind of speed it up. I'm just going to kind of. I usually take three practice swings. It's mm. just going to be one. Yeah, I take none. Um, I, I, you've got a quick routine. My brother Joe does. Funny Ryan does. I'm never going to be a super quick. Hit the driver. And it was funny, Ev. I was playing at Butler National this year, which is one of the best, hardest courses there is. Heard of it? And, you know, we had caddies that round. And I hadn't played there in years. I, I don't really know my way around. And the caddies a lot. And these guys are great. And my caddy was a pretty good player. You know, they've got to go. They've got to go walk down the fairway. You know, they got to give us the club and go get down the fairway to watch our balls. A lot of times, just give me drive, not even asking, even on par fours. I'm like, and I'd be like, you sure? Yeah. Come on, man. Do it. 
you just got to take over that bunker. All right, because I kind of look at the hole and it be guarded by bunkers and it was like 400. So maybe it should be a three wood. No, trust me. And these guys know the course better than anybody. For me, it's kind of just taking a little sometimes. You seem to like that push. You seem to like just like, no, do it. Don't doubt it. It's a driver. Unless you're going to hit into a hazard because of the length. Right. You hit a driver. Right. So I think sometimes on in-between holes, I don't love what I see. You know, I'll go to the shorter club, whether it's a hybrid or a three-wood. And then we talked about the three-wood can be the devil, even though I hit it pretty good. So I'm really, really connected with what Coop said and some in that specific moment too, playing at Butler National this year. Scott Fawcett talks about it. I can't fight the data. Just go rip the driver. So yeah. what do you think, Ev? So what I hear from you is let, see the shot, hit the shot. More yeah. of that. Right. And, and more just, trusting and less less like I understand golf courses and design and holds pretty well. And I know the driver's right play, and there's probably too many times I'm eh, doesn't feel right. Right. Well, that's we've debated this so many times on the show. It's like and, well, and look, if I'm not the, feeling it, should I gonna go be, with something I'm gonna be more committed with? And there's gonna be times that has to exist. Yeah. Right? That has to exist. I mean, if you literally can't pull the trigger. Right. Or, you know, or you're just, you're really struggling with one shot and calls for this. That's always, you, you got to be smart. There's going to be times, but for me, I probably lean on it a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I, me too, man. Yeah. Like, you know, that, like I yeah. felt so uncomfortable with my driver for years. I'm, I'm really starting to make some good progress now, but I've got less of a story with it now. And guess what? I had to hit through the discomfort to get there. It's right. not just like one day I had a year plus of feeling really uncomfortable with the driver and saying I'm a three-wood guy to becoming a driver guy again. Guess right. what? I had to do what you just described. So it's a balance, right? If it's a really – it's probably not the time to do that in a tournament. No. I'm talking like throughout the year in rounds with friends. Like you got to put yourself in uncomfortable positions and you have to hit a club when you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. You know, it, to become comfortable. And the, what the pro, what good players or anybody who's really getting better, you're not going to hit that driver in the fairway every time, but you're going to do a better job where to miss it. Right. right? So if it's that hole where, yeah, all right, we got to miss it right. Like you cannot go left. Then you miss it right. You know, you missed it a little mm-hmm. right. That, and then you have a wedge in your hand. Well, remember, right? guys, remember so what a good shot is. That's, that's, that's a good better. shot is not a fairway. A good shot is having a shot into the green without something in your way directly in front of you or something where you can make a full swing. That's a good shot. Right. And I think so so to kind of wrap this up too, for me, less three woods too. It's like we said, it's either go for it or it's, it's just really hit a hit your shot. That's going to go in the fairway, maybe 40 yards shorter, but it's going to go in quit trying to, to thread it or be so specific, you know, that you think you're laying up, but you think you're going for it. It's two you know different things. It's the- two different mindsets. It's two different moves. <laughs> and you're trying to blend them. And that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick stop. Keep your seatbelts fast and stay seated. And then we'll get you right back on track and back to the show. I got a question for you. Do you want to stay sharp? Do you want to keep getting out of your way? Do you want to keep your mental game at tip top shape? Well, this was a long awaited ask for many of you, but we're finally doing it. It's called train of thought. Our new email newsletter just launched. And if you want to get one nugget, one insight or thought that we're pondering every week that could keep your game sharp and help your mental game. All you got to do is go to the and subscribe to the train of thought newsletter today. We're only going to email you once a week, likely going to be Monday morning, start your week off, right? Never going to spam you. And guess what? you're going to get early access to all of our merchandise drops. We're going to launch it first, email subscribers, and then we'll launch it on social media, et cetera. So go to thepartrain.com, scroll down. You'll see a little spot to put your email in. Just drop that email in and you hop aboard the Train of Thought newsletter. All right, let's get back to the show. You know what I'm hearing between both of us? (laughs) Stripping things away. If you really think about it, we're both stripping things away. You're stripping away, getting too cute with shot selection, Yep. too long of routine. You're shortening that up. You're seeing the shot. You're hitting the shot. You're giving yourself a system, actually, where you're removing the decision-making. 
You're saying if there's nothing where this driver is going to go into a hazard, I'm hitting it. It's like wearing a uniform at private school. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm a public right. school guy, but Not like a private school guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you take out the decision of what I'm going to wear that day. It's one less thing to drain your Correct. your energy. Both of us are saying similar things. Yep. So this is a perfect segue into the 2023 goal for our listeners and us. So we've debated year of the fundamentals. I don't know if that's where we're going, actually. Based on everything we're saying, I thought that's what it would be when we talked a few weeks ago because we've debated that for a right. while. You've helped me realize that like we're so focused on our swing, but with bad fundamentals, it doesn't matter. Well, like, right. It depends grip, where you want to posture. Go, right? Because... You know, the short game is a lot about a lot, a lot around how to practice your short game and actually doing it. You're the f- fundamentals again. We'll see what happens here with our actual theme, but that's around practicing your fundamentals, right? Because practicing your short game is not the sexy stuff. Practicing your fundamentals is not the sexy stuff. Yeah. Practicing your swing and be on the range for an hour and a half and hit drivers is the fun stuff, you know? Yeah. So maybe there's two themes. Maybe we're figuring it out here. You know. I don't know. Uh, to me, everything I'm hearing is 2023 should be the year of less. The year of less is more. The year of we 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 build around that. The year of simplification. Because Ev, everything you talked about around your, you know, what you're you're trying to do with your full swing, right? About hey, just kind of see it, feel it, trust it, think, you know, and just do it. If Ev, if I said to you on every second shot, just hit it to the middle of the green, how would you react? Because, you know, another theme I was thinking it should be year of center of the green, you know, now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's because if, if I'm, you know, you're, you could you're argue just, that's you're, less. You're trying to get rid of your mechanical thoughts, your physical. Right. And just. All right. Here's what I see. Go for my options. Trust it. Mm-hmm. Boy, stripping things away. I'm putting a gun to your head. Center of the green. That's where you got to go. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we started looking at the wind. We start looking at. You know, with the trouble, the rigid, you know, how to get creative, how to be cute. That's all around mm-hmm. where the flag is. Right. So right. We're, this, we're what, riffing here. What did Chris but, Nagel tell us? Torpro, center of the green never he, moves. He hammers at home. Center yeah. of the green never moves. This is a guy who I shot think that, 61 like 15 times in his life. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think it's year of less. The year of less is more because that includes course management, what you just talked about. That includes my strategy into greens. Brian Cooper, again, look, we're talking about him a lot because it just happened, but he said he doesn't want to know, tell him what it's playing. So he doesn't want to know actual. He doesn't want to know slope. Like every now and then he'd say, if there's a bunker to cover, he'll want to know it. But uh, most times than not, he just wants one number from his caddy. What is the number? What is it playing? What do I need to hit? And what he was also getting at, it's like, I have a feeling on what the risk assessment here is, Right. Even 12 handicap, 15, we, we know, like, uh, should I be going for that pin or not? We all have that intuition. So what's the yardage? I see it already. Make the right decision. As opposed to going over all these different options to thread the needle, right? Yeah. Because this kind of course the management of- is, is so important, right? You have to know what you're doing. with. There's, there's, it presents a lot to us. But I think when we strip it away, we know what the smart play is to get us committed, I just got to do it. I mean, think about it, sir. I know we're closing out here in a minute or two, but this kind of is the theme of everything we hear from great players. Like, what do we all do? We get in our own way. We get caught up in the details, whether it's in our swing or the trouble, where not to hit it, score, what it means. That's all interference. What does it come back to? What does it leave you with? You seeing the shot, hitting the shot to the best of your ability. And that's it, right? You obviously, you got to get a number. Is there a, a way to do it? In, and the breakthroughs come. Is there a way to do less? I think that's the theme, do less. Right, the breakthroughs come because we're all, we're all going to be scared out there. We're all going to face moments and shots that just seems like we can't do it. But I think when we find a way to strip it away, Ev, the breakthroughs are going to come when you go and make that move when you were scared and – yeah. At least you did it, you know. And look, I want people to really understand this. Okay. I hit a five iron in 40 degrees this past week. This is coming from a guy. I can't believe you were you were out there. I'm surprised you made it. Oh, we made it. This is coming from a guy <laughs> who
who had maybe a hundred yards between two misses with a five iron, just a hooded shut pole hook five and then left open slice five. Sounds okay. Like a shank. Kind of. Maybe so, we'll, call it a, we'll call it a big block. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it a block. All right. So I just want people to know this because I think it's easy to listen and there might be a 15 or 20 handicap out there thinking, yeah, but they're better than me. They can focus on the shot. They don't need to focus on their swing. Trust me. Every fiber of my being wants to focus on the swing. I just want to really hammer that home. But it's my practice. I know I've been playing golf since I was 17. So 18 years, it hasn't helped. So I'm just saying it's not comfortable, but it's different. That's what the D in discomfort is. It's different. It's not bad. Right. So I'm just going to close out on that because I think I'm going to want to go back to my swing every shot of every round I play. And it's this theme that's going to keep me coming back to do less and be a creator out there. That's and my I'll say, theme. And I'll say this too. I talked about maybe hitting more driver for me, but that doesn't mean everybody listening needs to be hitting more drivers. You might need to be hitting more hybrids off the tee. So that comes from course management, risk assessment, understanding the whole, understanding your tendencies, you know? Yeah. Just be, you know, because have, you know, when we're all up on the tee together and they're taking this out, you got the hybrid, he's got the driver. Oh, am I doing the yeah, right thing? Yeah. It's you, right? Do less and focus on what's best for you. Right. That's the practice. I feel wow. good about this. Okay. I think we Did really you? landed on something. 2023 is the year of doing less. So I think to sum it up, our theme for 2023 is really back to basics. It's a simplification of everything, right? It's doing less, but it's doing less in the sense of not adding layers to our game mentally, physically. It's getting back to basics in every aspect of the game. Do less, whether that's in your routine, in your head, swing versus shot. I'd highly recommend getting your free assessment at mental golf type. This is not an ad, yeah. just something that would be no, helpful because huge. some people are, are actually better suited to be player side. If you're more analytical than being target side, I'm speaking for me as a feeler perceiver and an intuitive. So go to mentalgolftype.com and get that assessment to see, you know, what is best for you. But I think more than not, everyone can be doing less in their game. Yeah. So any final words from you that you want to close out on that you want to hit home on? I think we're really getting somewhere, Rev, into 2023. And I think there's a lot more we can dig into here about stripping it away. And I think Brian Cooper's episode here this week was very timely, you know, yep. simplify. Absolutely. Right. This is great. Guys, if this added any value, I hope it did. Give us a review at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Send us a DM on Instagram at the Par Train. Let us know how it's helping. We love talking about those stories here and we hope people see your stories in those reviews so that they can hop aboard too. We appreciate everybody that, that hops aboard. So hope this can help. So no matter what's in their head or what shot they just saw in front of them, what do they got to do, sir? Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. This is Evan. Real quick before you hop off the train, I got something for you. It's called The Train of Thought. It's our new email newsletter. Would you like to get one nugget, insight, or thought that we're pondering every week that could help keep you sharp and help your mental game? Go to thepartrain.com and subscribe to the Train of Thought newsletter today. It's really the best way to enjoy the ride. See you guys.